Welcome to the Fantasy Sportscape. This is your host, Gio Garcia. Today is April 17th, Tuesday. We're talking NBA. Of course, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Henderson. How you doing? I'm good, G, man. Locked in, man. Let's get straight to it. Locked in. So the first game we got, we got the Cavaliers versus the Pacers. This is going for game two. I just kind of want to recap a little bit of game one. The Pacers won 98-80. to 80. Uh, What were your thoughts about this game? Uh, the Pacers jumped all over them. Um, mm. They believed they could win from the jump, and they showed it. Yeah. And, yeah, what are, what are some things that, you know, game two that the Cavs need to do to improve? Because, I mean, they, they got beat. They got spanked at home. Uh, well, first things first, try to keep the ball in front of them. Uh, Oladipo, Collison, those guys did whatever they want off the pick and roll. Got the Cavs bigs involved, Nets and uh, Love. And uh, they got pretty much any shot they wanted, and they capitalized off of it. Um, the next thing, uh, get LeBron some help. Yeah. Um, he did his thing with a triple-double, but nobody else really played that well for the Cavs. I think, yeah, I mean, LeBron did LeBron things. I think in order for them to win next game, I mean, he's going to get that, but I think he's going to have to score closer to 40 points and do that. I, it, honestly, it might take that because nobody else he trusts. So yeah, he's going to have to show up, and, and but he's going to have to assert himself immediately. Remember, in game one, he didn't take a shot in the first quarter. Yeah. He did, I definitely look like he was trying to get everybody. Down. Yeah, everybody's trying to get everybody involved, but I think he's gonna have to take it to another notch and you know score, score closer to forty points and still average a, a triple double. Absolutely. Um, so it's gonna take. What you what were your thoughts on the on the Cavs bench? How, how they performed? Uh, well, Smith showed up. Jr. Mm-hmm. hit fifteen. Um, Nance was an energizer off the bench. Uh, he had ten points, five rebounds. I mean, nobody else really showed up. Clarkson six points, but. I mean, I, I mean, that was that was really about it. The uh, there, there wasn't much fire coming from the Cavs bench. Yeah, no. Um, compared to the fire that you got from the Pacers, um, Lance is gonna come in. and He's gonna do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love seeing that matchup. LeBron, well, LeBron, Stephen Lance. I just love. I don't know. I saw a couple of image, uh, clips of their previous instances, <laughs> and then it, you see him. You know how he blew blew him in his ear, and then LeBron kind of looked over at him, see what he was gonna do it again. Yeah, um, I think I mean, he, he play he plays with passion. Man, he knows that LeBron's the best in the world, and you're not going to be able to defend him straight up. So you're going to uh, try to do things to get in his head, try to do game to throw him off his game. And I mean, that's I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I think it, it works to a certain extent. I mean, yeah. LeBron's not phased with it so much, but it works mm-hmm. to a certain extent to where LeBron he has LeBron thinking about it. Yeah, right. yeah. And then you had this guy Victor Lodipo oh, as man. the most improved player. I when watched I watch, watching him play, man. Just go over his stats. He had 32 points, 11-19 shooting, four assists, and six rebounds. Uh, it was cool. It, it was it's awesome seeing Oladipo do what he's doing, you know, and contribute. Uh, you know, continue down to the playoffs. I'm excited for them. So, what what type? Go ahead. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wanted to touch on what you said regarding Oladipo. I mean, you listen to the post game interview when the reporters asked him about it. He says, "Man, they've been doing it all year. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it all year. So we just got a glimpse of him. I mean, they've only had one national." nationalized televised game this year only one okay. so nobody if you've never really seen them play it's all surprised everybody but yeah. a person like myself who follows the game of basketball i knew that the pacers were, were, were going at this rate um and the, the Cavs got a glimpse of it. I, I just don't think the Cavs took the pacers seriously in game one yeah. even though they lost the season series which doesn't make sense to me because they they showed up and they showed up in game one later eight so what what adjustments are you expecting from the Cavs here in game two to, for tomorrow's game well, number one, Le- LeBron would assert himself from the tip, without a doubt. He's going to um, make it known that um, he's here and why he's the best in the world. Uh, and I believe that Tyron Lue will make some adjustments to the starting lineup, in my opinion. I think he'll start JR okay. um, to give him some more shooting because Hood didn't shoot the ball that well. 
Um, and I believe that Tristan Thompson will get more playing time. He only played two minutes for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I mean, they'll come out with more fight. Um, cause, and, I, and I believe it to be led by LeBron. They're going to see LeBron coming out with that fight. Mm-hmm. He's going to lead by example. Uh, the others will follow. So last thing to wrap things up here. Is Tristan Thompson a distraction to the Cavs? Yes or no? I don't believe so. You don't believe so? No. Okay. Cool. So moving on. Uh, next game, we got the Jazz versus the Thunder. The Thunder won game one, 116-108. Um, they, they moved on. Um, what were your thoughts about this game? Uh, it was the best game of uh, of the weekend, I think. Um, seeing rookie Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell get his first <clears throat> first glimpse of uh, the playoffs and uh, against the <laughs> reigning MVP. Um, it was it was nip and tuck. It was back and forth. Um, obviously, the whole game. I mean, I don't think anybody really jumped on anybody like that. I mean, it was a it was a great game from the jump. Mm-hmm. Very very evenly matched. Yeah, one thing I saw. I mean, you saw PG thirteen do his thing. He had thirty six points on thirteen of twenty of shooting, which is pretty good. And he also Russell Westbrook also did his thing. You know, coming close to another triple double. He had twenty nine points, thirteen rebounds, and eight boards. Um, you know, you you see these guys coming off, and then. You know, the bench did somewhat, you know, they had what combined, what was that, 13, 17 points, 18 yeah. points? But they were outscored by Utah, 34 to 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Utah's bench showed up. You, yeah, Utah's showed bench up. showed up. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, uh, how do you think Carmelo kind of plays in all of this? I mean, he did 15 points. I mean, they still got the W, but it doesn't seem, I don't know, throughout this whole year, it doesn't seem like Carmelo, I feel like, has fit in well with this with this team. Well, he's he's, he's, adjusted, to his, he's adjusted to his role being a third wheel, and I think he's accepted it more. Yeah. Um, I think he's taking the approach that he's he knows what the team he has around him, players and Melo and uh, George that he has around him that can and they're, they're good. They believe they're good to win a championship. So in order for that to happen, um, Anthony was going to have to uh, compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's a usually a high volume shooter, but now he's uh, on a team where he's the third option. So yeah. um, and I respect him for that. Um, if you were chasing a championship, I mean, don't tell me, show me you want to chase a championship. So he's taking the necessary. Uh, He's doing necessary things to help the team. Um, 15 points is, is, is solid. Um, he only took 13 shots, which isn't bad for him. He made five of them. So, um, but the game is close. Just he's somebody that they'll be able to lean on come crunch time. Yeah, fair enough. That's solid. And then on the other side, you had you know this is the guy you like, Donovan Mitchell. He had like 27 him. points, 11 to 22 shooting. And he showed up. Yeah, he did show up. Let me I ask think, you. This. I think he started the game four for four, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-seven points for 27. a rookie in the playoff. That's mm-hmm. pretty solid. Eleven for twenty-two. Yeah, from the field, fifty percent. That's I mean, that's that's Ten great. Ten boards as well. Yeah, solid. So let me ask you this: If Donovan Mitchell is not a hundred percent, what does this mean for Jazz in Game Two? they're in trouble, man. Because um, no other playmaker on the on the court for Utah. Rubio's not a playmaker. Gobert, um, Crowder. I mean, there's nobody else that can put the ball on the floor and make plays. So, and I don't think he's a hundred percent. I mean, they say he stubbed his toe, but I think it's a little. A uh, it's that. a little bit more than that, but they're, obviously they're not going to leave that. Yeah, um, yeah, but because you don't, I mean, I've, I've had a toe injury. I don't know if you ever have, but those aren't. Mm-hmm. It was his big toe. Oh yeah. So the cuts and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, if he's not one hundred percent, man, Utah's in trouble. And honestly, if he's not one hundred percent, he seems like he can't go. I, I feel they they should sit him and just wait and take it back to Utah. And because if, if 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 he re-injures it, man, he may not play one hundred percent the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. He'll play. He'll be. He'll be able to walk on so it. So you but think this injury is a little bit more serious than it actually is? I, I don't know. I don't know. Only Donovan. Only Donovan knows you're that. You're expecting. I, mean, I, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to go back to the locker room um, in game one, but he just said he stubbed it. But I mean, only Donovan knows. So if he is feeling better and it's not as bad as what he what we think it is, then he'll show up and he'll do his thing. But if it's not, 
I think Utah should sit him and get him ready for game three, give him some more of that time off, um, and then and then just let him recover. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't want him to re-aggravate it, and you really have no chance. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I'm not I'm not Coach Quinn Snyder. He'll make that decision along with Donovan. So. No, fair. Yeah, because, I mean, they really don't have anybody outside of the best putting. I mean, they're a great defensive team yeah, as a right. whole, but they don't have, like you said, I mean, Joe Ingles It's not going to give you that favor. It's probably not going to give you that. Oh, you got to be able to score points. Yeah. You need somebody to put the ball on the ground and make plays for those others you just named, and they don't have nobody on this roster. Mm-hmm. Nobody, not one person. So... Who do you got? Who do you got in this game? Who do you got in game two? Jazz, Jazz, Thunder. I have OKC, especially with Donovan not being one hundred percent and going up against the animal and Westbrook on the other side. I mean, that's just a bad matchup for him not being one hundred percent. I mean, he, I mean, he, he knows that too. Yes. But uh, so yeah, I like Oklahoma, I like Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma this City go two up. Yeah. Cool. So moving on to the final game, I watched this game. This was a very entertaining game: the Timberwolves versus the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets won this one. It was a lot closer than I think a lot of people expected it to be. It was 104 to 101. James Harden, man, that guy is a beast. I mean, if he did not show out, show out, you know, and tell you why he is the MVP, he had 44 points. You know, he had eight assists and four rebounds. You know, 15 of 26 is shooting, which is insane. And he was 7 of 12 uh, from the three-point line. Um, what stood out to you most in this game? <laughs> that the that the the Timberwolves let James Harden do whatever he wanted. And I just I, I I don't understand how you just let a guy just dribble, dribble, dribble and don't take the ball out of his hands. I it's mind boggling me. As good as he I is, mean, he's just yeah, he's just so hard to guard though. But you know who Minnesota's coach is, right? Tom Timberwolves, yeah, okay. one of the best defensive coaches out coaching. there. So he but should like, know better. Yeah, but it's just like I think you know, better offense beats better defense. But they're, but they're letting him go one on one against his players. So you're saying they should double? They them? take the ball double, out of double, double, and you, double. Okay. If, if Chris Paul gets forty, give it to him. Arizo gets forty, give it to him. So have someone have someone else you beat you outside to. of James Harden. But the way he's doing it, it's not like he's coming off screens and he, yeah. he has the ball at the top of the key and he's dancing on these guys. And I just don't understand how they don't make. But I think that was just game one. I think Tibbs will make the adjustment. Make the adjustment in game two. Because he was doing a lot. Uh, Wiggins was guarding him a lot. And Wiggins did not. What was that? Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins? Yeah, oh, Wiggins was guarding him. He was making most of those shots. Those step back threes and everything on Wiggins. Um, no, but yeah, I think they definitely need to make an adjustment on that. Because it was just a lot of one-on-one. And, you know, James Harder versus whoever's guarding him, you know. <laughs> Didn't matter who was on. Butler, Wiggins, T. It did not matter. He took the ball. He said, clear out. I don't need no screen. I'm going to go get any shot I want. And he did it. I mean, 44, I mean, that right there. On 15 of 26. That's insane. It's not like he took 44 shots. He <laughs> took 26 shots and got 15 up. Made 15 insane, up. Made 7 of, 7 of 12 from 3. That is insane. So it's just, I mean, but Tibbs, Coach Tom Thibodeau will make the proper adjustments. He's too good of a coach. He has too good of a roster. For him to just let James sit out there and dance with the basketball, man. Another player that's really stood out to me this whole year has been Clint Capella, man. man. He's definitely taking his game to the next level. I think just having the addition of Chris Paul has made him, you know, his growth just be insane. He was just in sync the whole time. You know, he said at 24 points, 12 boards. A massive stat right there. Yeah, I mean, he's been been one of the most efficient players in basketball this year. Obviously, that's because he plays close to the rim. He's playing with two guys who can get the ball to him and James and Chris Paul. Um... Yeah, he's he's playing well. I mean, he's the catalyst for that team. As far as um, they're gonna they're gonna go as far as he takes them, meaning that he he's gonna he's gonna own the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously everybody's gearing for them against Golden State um, in the conference finals. I I believe he'll be the most important player in that series, in my opinion. I've told guys on, on numerous occasions that they laugh at it, but I'm okay. 
But Clint Capella is somebody that can rebound the ball. He can defend the basket. He can run the floor. He can defend the pick and roll. He can run guys off the three-point line. He's, I mean, he's pretty good at what he does. And uh, um, Golden State doesn't have anybody like that. But I'm, I'm thinking ahead, but I'm just yeah. that's how important he is to this team is what no, I'm basically I, what I'm getting I, at. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Over here, we didn't have anybody score more than 18 points for the Timberwolves, but they're, yeah. still, they're still within three. So you're having contributions for every, from everybody. Wiggins had 18. You know, Teague had 15. Butler had 13. You mean off the bench, you know, Aldridge had 15, 16. So it seems this is more of a team, um, obviously more team contribution. You know, it's very spread out. What would you like to see on the offensive side for the T-Wolves in game two? Well, first things first, get your best offensive player more than nine shots. You play 40 minutes, and that would be Carl Anthony Towns, who played 40 minutes and only attempted nine shots. I saw and some stat. He wasn't getting that much play. He he wasn't that involved, what I'm trying to say. He no, wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't. And I don't understand how, but I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people on the radio and a lot of uh, analysts after the game, the day after, they're talking, oh, Tom, Tip, Tom Thibodeau forgot about him. I'm like, how do you forget about your, your all-star? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you forgot about him? I mean, he's one of the best he's one of the best bigs in basketball. You don't forget about a guy like that. I mean, that's an excuse, but nine shots. But I don't just blame Coach for that. I, I think Towns needs to demand, demand the yeah. basketball. Demand it. Say, I want the ball. Can I don't believe ball. Tucker can guard me. I don't believe Capella can guard me. So, And that way, you assert yourself and... And they have no choice but to give you the ball. But you got to take more than nine shots, man. Yeah, he has to. That's crazy. Um, and they were, and they were down, and they lost with by three. They lost by three. So I mean, there you go. I mean, everybody else chipped in. Butler showed up. Wiggins showed up. Teague even played well against Chris Paul. Um, so and Taj Gibson, he he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty savvy vet. But I mean, Minnesota played well, man. Mm-hmm. If they don't let James dance with the basketball, you'll have a better shot. Yeah. Period point blank. Pretty cool thing that stands out to me right here is D Rose playing mm. 24 minutes yeah. and 16. And he earlier this year he was with the Cavs and everybody thought he was done. You know, done with his basketball career. Just seeing him play, he just looks re-energized with the with the T-Bows. Yeah, actually, I 1,000 percent agree with you. I think it's a bit different where he's playing now from where he was playing earlier in the season. I think that playing uh, playing with LeBron, I felt maybe he wasn't as comfortable. The pressure was too high for him. Mm-hmm. Um, now being back with his old coach. From Chicago and um, yep, playing and, and playing with a team that kind of plays freelance and they they, they trust one another. Um, they they, yeah. they don't they don't just defer yes, to one person. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thibodeau got Wiggins. I mean, got Tom uh, Gibson. You know, Rose. You got you got a lot of his old players on the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, the team, honestly, man, the Timberwolves are a good team. They can beat anybody in the East. If this team was in the East, I might pick them. To, I might pick them to come out the East. Honestly, I, I mean, that's, I don't know about that. I yeah, but I mean, that. they would be up there with Toronto and Boston and those guys. That's how that's how good this team is. They just happen to be in the West, man. They're going to be against the team with the best record. Yeah, that's how that's how good this team is. That's team. That's very. They're very. They're, they're talented. They, sh- they showed it in game one. They're they talented. They showed it in game one without question, man. They're talented. So rather, and they got it, and they're going to have to hit more than eight. I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. No, go for it. They're going to have to hit more than eight threes, man. Eight for twenty three. They held. They held Houston to ten. That's pretty good, but you can't expect that the last all series because those shots are going to fall for Houston. Mm-hmm. But eight for twenty three. They're gonna to have to hit more than that. They're gonna to have to either either hit more than that or keep James from dancing with the ball outside. Yeah. But you can't you cannot make threes and let James dance with the basketball. No, I, you no. won't win. You won't that win. Was, I mean, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, that was entertaining. Of course, but, of um, course. So who do you got? Wrap things up. Who do you got in game two? <sighs> I like Houston, man. Houston. Um, I think Chris Paul plays better. He had a subpar game according to his standards, mm-hmm. even though he had the fourteen. Um, five and fourteen. He only hit one three out of the six tries, but he'll play more. He'll assert himself more. I think he kind of um, he played to he played 
he, he, he felt more of the pressure, meaning that they now they expect him to win, being yeah. that when he was with the Clippers, like it was kind of up in the air. Now team people expect Houston to win, so I think it's a little bit more pressure. He'll play more relaxed, knowing that he plays alongside another superstar like James. So, um, so I like Houston, man. Houston, Houston wins too. And uh, that's all that wraps things up for us, guys. Make sure to follow us on everything social media. Make sure to check follow out us. the fantasysportscape.com. Chris and I were posting, you know, daily content on there and the NBA and everything. Yeah. Uh, Chris, plug your yeah. Twitter real quick. Yeah, you can always follow me on Twitter at uh, Christopher, C-H-R-Y, S-T-O-P-H-E-R, Hen, H-E-N, and number one. Follow me on Twitter. I try to keep you up to date um, and just uh, keep you locked into these playoffs like I am. I'm excited. I love this time of year. I don't know how many times I need to say it, but you can probably hear it in my voice. Um, I can't wait. I love I love matchups. I love these matchups. Who wants it and who doesn't? Exactly. So we've been <laughs> watching some great basketball yeah, that's it, the man. last few days. That's so. it. Make sure to subscribe also to this podcast as well. So that wraps things up for us, guys. Uh, for Chris, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Love the house.